Hello, I'm Sean McCangus and welcome to the Highland League podcast. Today's guest is former for Martin and Lossiemouth player Darren Bailey. In this interview, he talks about his Highland League breakthrough with Lossiemouth, moving to Australia, where he has won multiple trophies across different clubs, including Yigali. Also, returning to Yigali as a player coach, where last year he won promotion to the MPL. Now he is on the lookout for two attacking players from Scotland. So if any Highland League players are interested, please drop me a message and I will pass on his details. Very enjoyable interview. So sit back and hope you enjoy this interview. What are your kind of earliest football memories? Oh, I'd say, you know, probably school when I was very, very young. You know, I remember um, playing for Stewartfield. I was, you know, country country boy to begin with. Lived with mum and, yeah, played out there for school and used to play every Saturday and go to, like, you know, the carnivals and stuff. And it was the best time because that was your, your whole weekend, like your whole Saturday just covered playing football game after games. Yeah, were you always wanting to pursue football in some shape or form? Or uh, Yeah, I think so. I think as... You know, as every young little boy's dream is to be a professional footballer. And, you know, obviously it didn't pan out that way completely, but, you know, um, gave it a good crack as, as best I could. And I've, you know, been lucky to play at the highest level that I've, that I can as I've grown up every, every stage I've went to. So that's not too bad. Yeah. So I, I noticed you played like in the juniors, you were at like Ellen United and stuff. So how did that kind of opportunities come about? Yeah, so obviously I was in I was in like Ellen Meadows when I was a jun like a juvenile, and then um, from there I went to West Dyke on my last year just for the last year because Ellen ended up falling like removing their team, and I was about seventeen when that season finished, and I could have went and played another year of you know boys club, but um, my dad used to play for an amateur team called Ellen Thistle, and um, they asked if I wanted to join and and give it a go and you know I said oh why not and I think it was the best thing I did because at at 17 I think you're ready to play against men you know and and that's where you have to go to get better playing against people your own age you just seem to level out whereas you know playing against men straight away you have to get ready for that bigger hit you have to take that tackle you have to figure out your size compared to them and and yeah it definitely set me up for for future gains so yeah, how how important was that in terms of before you you went into the Highland League? Yeah, I think it was I think it was pivotal because um, yeah, from there obviously I signed for the under twenty ones like development side through Ellen Thistle and then but just playing against men who wanted to it sounds like kick kick lumps out of you because you're mm. the young fast one um, and it was it was great you know and it it sounds bad it was great I, I used to love it you know I used to love being kicked because it meant that they didn't really like you or that, you know, you were too quick. So it was, you take the good from the bad situation and you use it to your advantage instead of as a negative for what they want to do to you. And it was always, it was always what made me stronger and, and made me into that type of player that was ready to hopefully take that next step. And then obviously went to Ellen United and, um, and yeah, signed played there for on loan from, from Martin, obviously for two, three years. And it was just that another step again, you know, just that, next level of competition to, to push yourself that you have to do. So in terms of when you were at for Martin, did you ever kind of, was there ever inkling of um, getting an opportunity or, or 
or breaking oh, in? Oh, with Martin. For Martin was always like for me. For Martin was for them. It was a development system for me and and for the a couple of other boys that signed at the same time as me. And we were playing under twenty ones every Monday night, and we uh, you know we train with first grade here and there, and and then um, you know we'd be loaned out for the Saturdays. But then yeah, it came to the came to the the rear end of the season one year, and you know I got called back a few times um, to to be in the squad for first grade and. We went, it's funny because we went away to Wick and I was like, oh, I was like 17. I was like, yeah, that's great. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And travel five hours there, travel five hours back and didn't play a second. Do you know what I mean? And But didn't, it, it's just part of what that was back then, you know. And, and even now, like, I think that's one of the biggest thing that people need to understand that going forward is that you, you don't always get on the pitch, you know. There's only three subs that can be made. Now, sometimes five, depending on where you play. But, you know, back then it was three and... I was the young one just getting, you know, getting that experience and, and being around the, the culture and the the competition with the boys and that. And that's, you know, it, it, it grows you as a, as a person. Either you can take that as a good thing and go further with it or you can take it as, oh, I didn't get on the pitch, I'm leaving, you know. But it was it was never that. And we, um, you know, obviously I stayed, played a couple more games like um, for them at the end of the year that year, um, got called back from Ellen United for the rest of the season and, yeah, played a couple of games um, come the end, which was which was nice. It was good to get around with the boys and, you know, to see what level I had to get to more than anything. It's not even where I was at because, you know, I was, like I said, I was very young, but um, it was great to be around all those older guys who, you know, they, they lead by example and showed you, you know, that it was at that next stage and, and you know, you've got to be ready for it. Yeah, was that the was that when Steve Patterson was was there, or who was in charge? Yeah, so Steve Steve was the first. Yeah, Steve was there when I was there, and then um, yeah, then I obviously moved to Lossie. But yeah, Steve was Steve was great man. He um, you know, he, he gave me my chance to to get some minutes in the Highland League, which made other teams you know take a little bit of notice and that, which was which was good. And um, having the people around me, you know, like the the Stuarty Smiths and and all that was just. You know, Cammy Cammy Keith was there at that time as well. You know, they're they're players that you know you just you look at, and they're they were the pivotal of the Highland League at that stage, um, coming through. So yeah, it was it was a good time to be at from Martin. Obviously, you know, like the results didn't go the way of the club, and didn't they didn't get where they wanted to go at that stage. But you know, the players that they were bringing in, the players that they had around that club were were pushing it towards better things and. And uh, yeah, it was it was really good to be around to to grow as a player from. Yeah. So um, how did how did the kind of loan move to to Lossie come about? Um, I just got I just got told that um, you know, obviously Lossie had, had contacted from Martin, and from Martin had said I was just you know wasn't quite there yet for them, and they wanted to loan me out to um, Lossie to get experience. And you know, Stevie Dunn was there, and and he asked. Uh, I went and met him, and he you know explained this his thought process and, and what he was looking for. And, you know, it, it, it was the right move. There was a couple of us went, you know, so it made it easier. There's myself, you know, Willie Mathers and Callum Dunbar. We, we all went from Aberdeen. So it kind of made that journey twice a week plus weekends, you know, easier to do because we we're all doing it together. And again, it's something you just got to do for football in, in Scotland and in that area. If you want to play at that level, you kind of, you know, if you're not from that region, you just got to make it work. Yeah, so what what was he like um, as a manager? Yeah, he was good, man. You know, like he he he's he's you know he he says it how it is, and he believes in what he what he says. So you know you you have to respect that. And and he was always the guy that if if he wasn't happy with you, he'd tell you. But if if you were doing 
stuff brilliant he'd also let you know so that you knew that you were you know going down the right path or you were doing what you were doing for the team it was it was always about the team though you know it's it's never about an individual and that's and that's what was so special about like lossy it was always about the team um you know we we played obviously you know we results were hard to come by mm. at times during that spell because you know it's it was a very competitive league at the top and um you know money 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 talks as well you know so what it was back then but you know we we hustled together and the camaraderie often on the pitch showed in games at times where we were unplayable and you know teams were frustrated and that's that was all down to the way that the managers set us up yeah so um how important was that spell for um for your development it was you know it was pivotal to to my to my success really of of being able to do well enough in the Highland League and then obviously coming out here. But I'm very great. I'm so grateful for, you know, Stephen Danny gave me my opportunity, gave me my first real opportunity at first, like a first team in, in Scotland in, in the Highland League. And that was, you know, it was great. And, you know, I, I, I tried to take it with both hands and, you know, obviously did did well enough to to carry on going there and played three or four seasons there. And it was, um it was some of the, you know, most enjoyable years, like even, even with what happened, you know, like obviously results didn't go away, but sometimes, sometimes you just got to suck that up, and it makes you more resilient to to get that next win and that next stage. Yeah, because I remember there was a game. Um, I think it it must have been under Charlesworth, and you drew one all with uh, for Martin. So there was plenty of games that you you kind of challenged the, the top half. Um, yeah, that was a yeah, that was a special little game for me. Like, I think it's no, well, even the first year against them, we drew, and um, I'd managed to score to score against them to 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 get the draw. I think it was under Stephen Dunn that one actually, hmm. and you know it was it was special. Like, I, I I read the news article about it the other day, and I was just like, I, and I, I look back on it now, and I'm like, I would never say that stuff now. But you know, as a young seventeen year old kid, you're like seventeen, eighteen year old, you're like, yeah, that was my time. But to be able to get a, a chance to to pull a team level against your old team, it was it was nice because you know obviously I didn't really get that shot from Martin. But again, looking back, I I definitely wasn't ready, and and I know that myself now, you know. And yeah, Lossy gave me that opportunity, and they stuck by me and 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 did a lot for me, and I, and I couldn't I can't thank them enough for what they have done. Yeah, I always found the team that you were in at Lossy were quite underrated in terms of people seem to kind of look down on them at times because I used to when I did reporting. I always did Lossy and Tura games and everyone seemed to look down when they came to Lossy for some odd reason. Yeah, I don't know if that's just because of where they are, where, you know, small town, this and that. But yeah, our team is full of full of players that if you look at them now, you know, like, but we were young too. like you, And that's mm. maybe why they look down on a club like ours at that time, because, you know, we're very young with a few older heads and, you know, you look at the younger boys that have come and done well, the likes of Ross Archibald, Liam, um, you know, Ryan Farker, Scotty Miller went to Elgin, you know, like all these these people came through and, and you know, we had Scott Dunn at the time, Callum Dunbar, Willie Mathers, like, you know, that all these, we were all 18, 19, 20 at the time, you know, and you got to think about the teams that were challenging at the top had all the experience and maybe a couple of younger ones. And it was never really like 18, 19, 20-year-olds. Um to make that work and and that was that's always it's always the case and you know obviously I'm a little bit older now so I understand the inconsistency of younger players and you mm. you know and that's just what we had we were we were brilliant one week and then struggled to put it together the next and that's just that's just through age and 
and understanding the game and, and, and growing really. Yeah. So how did you find the switch between Dunn and Charlesworth? Because they're different can they're different managers, I would say. Yeah, they're they're very different. Um but it was it was easy because well for me it was easy. It's just for me you just do as you're told. Um, you know, if you get asked to jump, you really say I why, even if you don't agree with what they're saying, because at the end of the day, we're all there for the reason and um, if you do sometimes do what they say, it works out perfectly, even if you don't believe it. And sometimes if you do the opposite, it can bite you in the ass. So, you know, it's, um, they were both brilliant managers for me, you know, um, Charlesworth, he helped me a lot to develop of playing on the ball more. You know, I was a very kick and chase type of player. I, I used mm-hmm. my speed and my power and, and that was, that was a lot of stuff I do. I, you know, I still, still do that a lot, but I, I'm a lot more, calm on the ball than I was when I was 17, 18, 19, because that was just, I just never really got taught it growing up, like through school and stuff. It just mm. wasn't really me. And it wasn't also, it wasn't Scottish football at the time, you know, it wasn't really a possession-based game. It was just kick and chase. And I was pretty good at it back then. So I used to try to use that to every aspect I could. But yeah, with, you know, Charlie, he was always on you for keeping the ball or not releasing it when you, when, when you, just lumping it when you don't have to, you know, it was, and that made me grow on the ball, you know, and uh, yeah, I thank him for that too, because obviously I've taken that as I've grown older and understood more and, you know, also try and pass that on to players that I'm around now and and young ones that I've always been around. So it's, yeah, it's obviously a big thing for me. Yeah, because I always used to remember you darting forward every time you got the got the ball. I think I think you probably scored one of the, I think most goals in, in that team, looking back at it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd be uh, and probably Scott Dunn was up there, Callum Dunbar as well. But yeah, it's um, it, it was the, it was just my type of game. Like I, I, I didn't mind running. I still don't. It's uh, it's part of what football is. And if you can do the dirty work, the reward comes at the end. Uh, there was a yeah, I was reading something else yeah yesterday or the day before about it as well. Is when we played Fort William, the the right back ended up crossing to me in the the ninetieth minute, and I'd run the length of the pitch to get there. But so had he. Like, we'd pretty much run in tandem of each other. Like, uh, it was Tony, but I can't remember his last name. But, yeah, Tony, he'd, he'd run down the right, and I was like, i just got to be in the middle. Got there, headed it, scored the winner, and we were just, you know, it was just the best feeling because we'd both literally just run the length of the field from left and right back, basically. Like, it probably just summed up <laughs> summed up my my type of play back then. And, um, you know, even, even a little bit now, don't worry, I've still got that bit of dog in me, so... <laughs> um. So, in terms of who were kind of the best players you you played with and against during your time there, would you say? Oh man, probably the best I played with and against would would probably be Cammy Keith. You know, like he was just that that next level at, at, at that level for a goal scorer, but also a, a person that brought others into play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Stuart Smith too at fullback. You know, he was just he he showed his class at times that you know everyone was about. You know. Craig McHugh and he he always led by example and he was always the one that you know he, if you needed someone to show you where they were going or how to tackle it was it was usually him so yeah there was them three from from Martin and it lost you know it was probably like the Kev Flett you know Biscuits um, these people you know they they brought us in and 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 made us a unit you know Chrissy Chrissy Ross was very underrated at the time too and um, he he was a brilliant rock at the back for us for that season and that in a couple of seasons and yeah these 
there's so there's so many that you could you know throw out, but there was a few that just make it easier to play with and and understand the the situation when it's going on to to get those younger players in and around each other and yeah it was always it was always good to be there. Yeah, did you play against the the broader team that won the league? Yeah, the the one with Tokley and I'm thinking. Oh that. yeah, did yeah. So yeah, yeah. Who, who was up front in that in that team? Oh, Stephen Mackay. I think yeah, Stephen Mackay, right. Xander Sutherland. Yeah, Xander was brilliant too. You know what I mean? That, that, that's I mean, there's so many like, and I was 17, 18. It sounds like a bad. I was so young that, um, you know. You, you you kind of try and wipe some of that from your memory because it probably because it hurts so much you know at the time like um, but it's um, you got to even look at like, you got to look at the likes of um, even the Brox team you know like Fraserburgh's team back then too you know mm. still had still had great players you know even Cove like Cove were in the league back then you know and I look at them flying like they there was the teams were just. Mm. were just that next level at the time and um, you know we had a young squad and. But yeah, to to play against those players, thinking back, you obviously you learn so much, even if you don't know them personally or or, or know mm. of them and stuff. You just remember that they made it look easy sometimes, you know. When mm. really, it's not. But if it's all about those simple movements, as you as you grow older, you you understand it's 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 not it's not everything to just run. <laughs> um, so uh, looking back at your time at Lossie, any kind of funny memories in, in certain games that kind of that you recall think, or not? Yeah, I think I think the best one would be between me and uh, me and Fletty. Uh, me and Kevin Flett. We um there was a free kick and uh we're both pretty hard headed people and obviously he was older but I was still hard headed at that age, I still am now, but we both wanted it and I was like, nah, I'm taking it and we just Thing he did, and he got he got the shits that bad that he kicked the ball at me instead of worrying about the free kick. Like it was just it was just something that happened, and then you know we blew up there and then about it. But it was it was done as soon as it hit the cha- the change room at half time. But that's just who we were, you know. Like and then it's it's just a funny now it's just a funny memory that will live with us forever, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, that was probably, that was probably the best one to have on the pitch with my own teammate. Like it's just something that summed up two hard headed people that just wanted to win and, and wouldn't wouldn't do it any other way. So um in terms of um do you have any in terms of the Scottish Cup, is there any kind of certain games you recall playing in? Because there's not there's not any particular ones that I can oh, remember. Yeah, probably the best yeah, well the only real one that I can kinda of probably remember is the we played Wick away. Um and man, I've never never played in win like it. Uh Errol Watson was our keeper and I swear I <laughs> got every goal every goal kick went out for a corner in the first half. Like, I I've, I've, I couldn't believe it. Like, it's something I tell the story about it to the people here because, you know, like, we'll get a windy day here, a windy day there. And I'm like, and we've played and stuff. And I'm like, you have never played in this and it never will. And we managed to somehow have it 0-0 at halftime and then we won 2-0 in the second half. Like, I, I'll never understand how. Um, it was just one of those days. But, yeah, the win to put a goal, a, a goal kick out for a corner multiple times is just bananas like it just I'll never I'll never forget that one just for for that reason itself yeah so um did you before you came out the opportunity came around um to Australia was there any other kind of moves or potential moves you had to move up the pyramid or go to our high mm-hmm. clubs or not really there's no there was no real talk really at the time um I still had a year left at Lossie um when I did leave so yeah there was no real talk and Obviously, even moving out here, Lossie were very reluctant at the time to, you know, let me go because, you know, they'd 
spent some money on me and, you know, I'd also committed to them and whatnot, but it wasn't just a move here for football, you know what I mean? It was a it was a move for my life and mm. I really needed to just, you know, get away from from stuff that was over there and, and, and the life the life I had was was great, but it, it wasn't for me and yeah, I just um and I, and I appreciate everything they did for me. Eventually, let me go. And if I ever do move back, I've got a year left to play at Lossie, so it's still in the it's still in the books. So um, yeah, it's it's still in the SFA books. So I don't know how long <laughs> it stays there for, but there's a there's a year there waiting that I've signed for. So um, I might be fifty, sixty, seventy by then, but they'll maybe take me. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so um, how how did the kind of the the move um, come around in Australia, and was it ever something you considered before you kind of found out about it? Oh man, it was it was uh, it was quick. Um, it was very quick because I had a couple of mates who were over here already. Like Callum Dunbar was already over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scotty Dunn, they were at Wagga, and uh, one of their fr- one now my friend, but one of their friends at the time, Ali McLeod, who played for Clack back in the yeah. day. He um. He played for Ugali and he was over in Wagga and they were looking for a player. So, you know, I just put my put my name in the hat. Um, you know, I was a fullback at the time and told him I was a striker. Uh, got away with that one, you know, but it, it all worked out. And uh, yeah, they they asked me to come over and yeah, about three days later, I was on the plane. Um, after working out all this stuff with Lossie and the SFA of what I had to do with the contracts and stuff and my club here signing stuff and that. But, you know, it was all... It was all very quick. You know, I, I I think it was actually probably two days. I literally told dad. He was like, all right, no worries. And then that was it. It was gone. And and then the, the rest is history. You know what I mean? It was um, it was very quick, but it, it was the right decision. You know, it, it, it came up as a an opportunity and I had to take it. You know, it's it's something that I had thought about moving to Australia for years. Um, you know, my auntie's out here in Perth, but we always spoke about it before then, before she moved it, she always wanted to move out here and we always spoke about it. And I was like, I've got to try it someday. And then this was just an easier way of, of trying it. You know, you, you get to play football, you know, they helped me out with accommodation and, and then I just came out straight up, straight on the plane, flew straight here and flew straight to Griffith from Sydney. Like didn't see nothing, just straight on the pitch. Hmm. So, so how did you adjust to kind of, in terms of the weather conditions, obviously up, up here, in Scotland, it's kind of free. You're used to like winters are freezing, winters yeah. in Australia are warm. So it's kind of. Yeah, it was nice actually. When I first got there, it was nice because it was just coming into winter. So I was in shorts and t shirt. Everyone was wearing like jumpers and thingy. And I'm like, what are, what are you doing? You know, but nah, it was, it was good for them because, you know, the season was obviously in winter. So, you know, games were, the nights were maybe max zero degrees, you know what I mean? And, and that was like in the middle of the night, not even for games. Games, there was a couple that was like three, five degrees. Like, so it's mm. perfect weather, you know. Like, it does still get cold here, you know. Like, when you even think about it, five degrees in Scotland's cold. So, like, if you think about the swing of things, like going from like 30 or even 20 during the day to five, it's it's a big difference. But nah, it was, um, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Mm. Um, I didn't mind the sun back home, like, obviously go, going to like Spain and stuff, didn't mind going to the sun, but it's obviously it's a lot different heat. Um, when it does get to spring and summer. And yeah, the first summer was very hot. It was like 40, 45 degrees, but you know, it was, it was worth it. You know, like, like I, you, as long as you drink water and keep a hat on it, it, it's not as bad as everyone thinks. Like it's, it's, it's not too bad. 
what did you what was your kind of first impressions of the the quality of of football um it was good like i was honestly it was it was better than what i'd expected because again didn't know what to expect coming out here obviously it's a amateur amateur league out here in, in griffith and mm. um you know it was obviously i'd played amateur back home and you know, it was it was a it was a better standard than that, which was good. You know, it was it was it's pushing junior level, which is, you know, it's probably in junior level to be honest, um, which is good. You know, obviously, you know, there's there's always but there's always teams that aren't at that level, but in juniors is the same thing. You know, it's it's hard. You know, like as you you see over in Scotland, there's there's teams that do brilliant, and then there's teams that struggle, and that's just what football is. And you know, mm-hmm. and then you get those fairy tale stories where. The team that finished bottom the year before wins the league. You know, it's and that's the best thing about football is you can you can do stuff like that. So now nah, it wasn't it wasn't a big um, jump or big big change, which was which was good. And you know, the the team and the club were accommodating from minute one um, all the way to the end, and they they made it so easy to transition, and you never felt homesick because you were always around the people that cared about you. Yeah, and you you won um three straight um premierships. How how was that? And and also the the free kick that I remember you tweeting about ages ago, and you wrapped it into the um top corner. Yeah, it was it was nice. You know, the first year I moved out, we we actually lost, which you know it's um obviously out here it's a six month season, six seven month season. So like I moved out here in the April, and yeah, we 2015, and we we uh, we just lost out in the final that year. Because obviously out here it works a bit different. It's mm. top four goes to finals, and then you know first place, second, third place, fourth. Then you play the thingy. So we'd made the grand final for that year, and you know we we lost. No, sorry, three two to to Hamwood. You know our rivals that year, and it cut deep a little bit that one though. It, it hurt a bit. Um, it hurt more than you know. I've, I've obviously lost lost games before, but yeah, that one that one hurt, and um, had a bit of a chat with. Uh, the, the the captain at the time um after the game and and coming into it um that night and and later on after it and he was like don't worry you'll be back like we'll be back and that and then the next year we just we lost six 0 in the first semi against them so it was a it was a bit of a rocky road and then then we won the other semi to make the final and then yeah the final we just it was the underdog story you know that they were the team with the better players at the time um on paper and we just turned up, you know. They, they, um, we were happy to just uh, weather the storm at the time. And um, as soon as our chances came, we, you know, we took them and and we took the game to them. And uh, yeah, the free kick was, you know, it was all in the making of the team. You know, they, we we won a free kick from some brilliant play. And then yeah, I was don't worry, I was going to cross it because I crossed one just before, and our centre half had not got far from it. So that's why I thought he thought I was going to cross it again. But yeah, it was just. Where it was positioned and where it sat, it was just sometimes everything just happens for a reason. And I had a crack and it, it went in, and yeah, we won't yeah. won't forget that one ever. Yeah. Really, to be honest, it's always talked about, so it's good. Mm. What were you doing with your hair? Because I remember, did you not have your yeah. bleached or, or yeah, bleached? So me and me and Sean Bremner, I don't know if you you know Sean Bremner, but he's from he's from Scotland as well. He he'd come out that year, and we said if we make the grand final, we'll we'll bleach our hair. So. Um, my wife's auntie's a hairdresser, so we said there on the on the Wednesday night to dye our hair. So we dyed our hair Wednesday night together, and then um, we went to training on the Thursday, and everyone just like lost it because like they'd never seen like not never seen it before, but it's never really been done. Like it's just mm. something random as, but it was 
it was brilliant because it like took the full edge off of training. Like there was no nerves, nothing. It was just like calm training going into the the weekend. It was like perfect. And you know, it was that. There's a little you know side note to it is that we had a couple of young boys playing, so I thought if I can take all the abuse from the crowd, it will take the eyes off them. And you know what, it worked perfectly because it did. They gave it to me all game, but it didn't mean nothing in the end. So it was, uh, it, was it all worked out. I uh, just no, I just remember seeing the clip online and. The- even that kind of put me off of the free kick because I just saw your <laughs> my, my attention was diverted. Yeah, um, it's the first time I've first time I've done it, but it was just yeah. Me and Sean decided if we do it, we're do. If we win, like if we won the week before, we're like we're just gonna do it. So we just yeah, we stuck to the guns, and it was a great decision because yeah, we managed to play a part in both goals. You know, he he set me up for the first, and then I cracked the second. So yeah, it was a it was a well well-deserved day and it was a, a good celebration as well. Yeah, so um, in terms of, um, obviously you went on and, and played for um, the Rhinos as as well. Um, can you explain a, a bit about that? Because I remember listening to something that you were playing for two teams at the same time mm. at some point. Yeah, so yeah, so on 2017, they started a club here called uh, Riverina Rhinos. They, they'd already been a club in, at like a juvenile level, like um, I think they had 13s, 14s, 15s, 16s. 17s um, and I think even 18s at the time or it was 16s and 18s I think and they were going to Sydney and back um, this is before we started off in 2017 and then so they were doing Sydney and back Sydney and back and they were they were doing really well in that and um, their coach who um, had a big who's a big part of Ugali there was an offer coming from well he's, he was the coach at the time but there was an offer coming from Capital Football that there was a spot so they were looking to expand um, to the, the Riverina region, which was for the A-League team because they're looking to get a couple, like, and a Canberra A-League team, basically. So they needed to broaden their um, numbers of people in the region so they, you know, they can class the Riverina as their region if we were, if they if we had a club there. So mm. the Riverina Rhinos was created as a men's club as well. Um, and we'd play, yeah, we'd play Saturday Saturday either in Canberra or in Griffith, and then I'd play Sunday for Ugali in Griffith. So we dual registered to 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 get it all going because you know there wasn't much. You know the only thing here for the for the young ones and the and the boys was local. You know and and unfor- like unfortunately it's just what it is. There was always two teams mostly that were you know winning it for for a good few years. You know there was a couple of teams here and there would get in and thereabouts, but. It was always two teams just, you know, getting thingy. So it was a big step for, you know, the the city as a whole to, to have something bigger to strive for. And, you know, I, there was a few of us that wanted to play a part in that and, and try and do everything we could. So playing Saturday, Sunday, yeah, it was it was a big ask. But I was lucky I was young enough. Don't worry, I've, I've, I've thought back to it now and I'd, I don't know how I'd be able to back up on a Sunday um, anymore. But, yeah, back then it was, I was 21. I was, what was I, 20? 23, 24, 22, you know what I mean? So it was it was easy, you know, like <laughs> coming from, you know, coming from Scotland where you're playing 11 months of the year, basically. So, um, yeah, playing Saturday, Sunday was, it was always fun. You know, you, sometimes you were hungover from the Saturday if you'd won um, and you're on the bus trip home, but uh, you, always, you always made it work. And yeah, we managed to, we still managed to win, you know, 2017 and 2018 with, half our team traveling to, to Canberra every other weekend and playing two games a week. So, you know, like that's, that was the, that was a, a really, 
beautiful moment for for the club as itself. Like we, for Ugali itself, we you know we we still managed to win local three years, and you know well they ended up winning four in a row after I left. But mm-hmm. you know three in a row in the two years that we played Rhinos in Ugali, we we won it in the same with 2018. They did the same thing and they won both as well. So it was you know it was a, it was a good thing, and it, it unfortunately just didn't work out. You know um, the the club obviously. Didn't didn't pan out in in the city, um, and that happens. But you know there was still a spot there for a club from the region, and Ugali put their hands up and said uh, we'll take it. And you know the Canberra club said yeah come, and and then and then they started their Canberra journey as I as I just left, so or <laughs> just after I left the the year after I left. So yeah, I know I noticed you also played the. There's so many different teams you played for. Um, I know. Also I know. the the. Tigers, um, you, yeah. you played played at that, and you won um a cup with that. And what was it like there? What was your time there? Yeah, it was good. So I moved. Yeah, obviously I moved from uh, Griffith to to Canberra. Like my part, uh, my partner, my wife. Um, she she moved to to Canberra from from uni. So I was always planning on you know getting my residency, doing all my my citizenship, like all my residency stuff that I needed to do, and then I um finished all that and by then it was 2019 and you know I'd, I'd been lucky enough to play for the Rhinos for two years in Canberra so you know I'd got my profile out there a little bit without having talked to anyone and yeah Tigers uh, made an offer um, asked me to come out and it was it, it was it was brilliant you know that year we our coach at the time Gabby he um he played professionally back in Argentina so he he had some connections and we went out there for a pre-season tour and it was it was unbelievable you know it's something that I look back on now and I, I thought about not doing it at the time. It was just hard with moving from like Griffith to Canberra. It was all timing and stuff and it was very, very hard. But, you know, I had discussions with my wife at the time and um, she was like, you've got to go. And yeah, we just made it work. But it was it was brilliant. It's it's memories that I'll have forever. And, you know, getting to go see sport in that country where it's just lived and breathed was unbelievable, you know, and and we all came back better players and better people for mm. going on that trip. And, you know, obviously it didn't work out that year in the grand final, like we made the grand final and didn't win, but we did win that cup. And, you know, it was, it was special between those boys and we'll be bonded for life for that. You know, it's, um it's always a special one to win that one because you get to go to the national stage where you could draw an A-league team. And obviously we, we didn't at the time, but we drew a team from Melbourne where, you know, the standards a little bit higher with, you know, there's, there's a little bit more money over there and, mm. um, you know, if we took some chances in the game, it would have been a different game. But that's the level when you get to that side of things. You know, they, they have XA league players and mm-hmm. they get a chance and they, they, they put that ball in the back of the net and we, we had a couple and just couldn't get it in. And and then they just buried the game come the end. But, you know, it was an experience to, to play in that that was second to none. It's 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 probably one of the best things you can do if you can get to that next round of the mm. of the FFA Cup or now it's called the Australia Cup. It's it's uh, for any young player. It's it's a brilliant thing. Like it's it's it really is to get your you know you says you you get to be on TV. You know yeah, you get yeah. to you get to play against those better players. You could draw an A League team. You could go on a cup run. That anything can happen. You know it's it's really special. And yeah, it was a it was a great year that year with the boys who we were with, and and we'll always remember that too. Yeah, so any kind of favourite memories in the um in your preseason um in Argentina? Oh man, there was there was there was a few there was a few. Don't worry, uh, we we went to uh, 
Oh, well, actually, I, I th- we went and trained with a club for um, about 10 days and uh, they told me a pretty wild story, um, which would never really happen here or will never happen <laughs> happen, uh, happen in Scotland, that's for sure. Um, they were in a cup game away and uh, they were winning 1-0. And uh, they're from like the third, fourth division, but it's all regioned over there. Mm. And uh, yeah, they ended up... Um, the police left the stadium at half time, and yeah, it wasn't good. The the refs went in and told them that they had to pretty much lose the game, or else they they, they pretty much wouldn't make it home. So yeah, they ended up losing that game, which is good because they they managed to to get out of the stadium all safe and sound. But it was a different world. Like to to hear that story, I was like, damn, like the stuff they must have to put up with and and go through at, at times is is pretty crazy just to to get three points or to get to the next round of a cup. Like, and it's stuff that we'll never ever hear of um but it was a brilliant culture you know they they were so accommodating they mm. just love football man like we, we we went and watched two games when we were there we went and watched um new old boys and man they were losing 2-0 and they were still singing like crazy like didn't mm. stop the whole game you know like and i know it sounds stupid but it was just something that you look at and you're like they just literally love mm. this and that's what they live for they live week to week to go and watch their football team play and yeah, it was very special. Like we went and watched River play play Independiente, and um, the players that didn't play in that game, we tr- we did a training game against them the next day. So that was pretty special. There's a few internationals. There's a few internationals that we played against. Like I don't I don't think we touched the ball much, but we only lost one 0 So we'll take that as a, in a half game. So we'll take that as a you know we defended well, but I think it was more of a kick in the park for them. But it was you know something special that you know we we got to do and. Um, yeah, it was it was just another memory to add to the to the box. Yeah, so ne- never tempted to go to Argentina to play. Oh, I definitely was. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> there was there was a couple of a couple of talks about it, but you know, I obviously had a life here back in Australia, yeah. and um, you know, in another life or even in another time, it just it just hadn't worked out. I was working towards citizenship, and uh. if if I was a citizen, maybe don't worry, maybe at the time I would have took a year there just to just to see what it was like but yeah it was um it's something that you know it, if you really love football you'd you'd understand when you you know you you do too but you'd you'd see when you go there that mm. that they do they do live and breathe it and they, they it was another level that was another level too you know they were like third division that we were training with they'd been training their preseason for like a month six weeks before we got there so they were like firing mm. but man just the pace like some of the pace on some of the people I'm like how can you be this quick but that's just what they train for, you know. They train just every day to mm. to be that next that next best thing, and yeah, it was uh, it was a joy to behold and a joy to watch and, and be around because it shows you that that's why those countries do so well in 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 sport. Yeah, oh, that that's just mad. Um, <laughs> so you also went to the the Pampers. Um, kind of how did how how was that? Because that was in the MPL that you're playing with them. How was yeah, so I was in the same league as what Tigers was. So I'd moved. So Tigers was 2019. Then obviously 2020, 2021 got affected with um, rubbish. But <laughs> um, if we we ended up, so they were like half seasons ended up being. Um, it got called off early and stuff. And then 2023, yeah, so last year, um, got asked to, to sign for Monaro with, uh, from the coach Frank, uh, Frank Keisha. He's, you know, probably probably the best coach in Canberra. Um, his record speaks for itself, and um, 
it was you know a joy to play under. Um, and yeah, it was it was a brilliant year. You know, he, he put together a, a a team full of new players. You know, there's probably about nine or ten, maybe even eleven new players that year. Um, we had a squad of twenty three, so it was always or twenty one, I think actually. Sorry, and there was always so there was always people missing out every week. But you know, the way he he made it all work and, and managed the players was, you know, I've learned so much from um, just in that type of aspect for how we went this year. But yeah, that that last year we we obviously um, we won the treble. But the first game we all played together, which was the Charity Shield, we we hadn't ever played together and. We ended up winning seven one, and we're like, "Oh well, that's good. We gelled pretty early, and you know, th- this this shouldn't be too bad." But you know, then after that, we went on a couple of, you know, we had a we had a good season, but you know, we drew we drew a fair we drew about eight games that year, which is it's just not good enough. But um, we we're good enough to make the three and the, the top four. But we were pushing for a second, and you know, we just we just couldn't get it. But um, so we only had you know one shot every time. It was it was shoot out come the finals and. Um, you know, we managed to to get in there, but during during that time, we also had a, it was a long year. Um, I think we played, including preseason games. I think it was thirty thirty six or something games, which is a lot for out here. You know, mm. like we we played a twenty one round season and with the cup games because we obviously went all the way in the cup that year too. Right. You know, we scored a ninety a ninety ninety fourth minute equaliser. Um, to put it into extra time, which was, you know, we got a corner right at the day, which is funny, actually. That's a funny story. I, I, I took a throw in just before the corner and screwed it up bad. And uh, it was horrendous. And I thought, oh, I've just ruined this for everyone. Like, literally just dropped it, basically. And then lucky, met, the defender messed up, whipped it in, got a corner. And then we scored off the corner. But um, our keeper, Jordan, will say he had a big thing to do with that. You know, he got in the mix and, took one for the team and then our striker put it away. But, um, man, I've never seen it erupt so much. You know, the fans broke the fence. They fell through the fence. Like, it was just 94th minute, like, to to level the game. You know, we'd, we'd, we'd had chances all game. We, we were the team that was, you know, challenging, mm-hmm. but we just couldn't put the ball in the net and that's what happens. But, yeah, that 94th minute equaliser was a, a bit of... A, a, bit of, a bit of beautiful football to, to behold and be, be a part of always. I was standing right there, and yeah, it was great. And then obviously we managed to, um, I managed to score the the the, the first one in extra time um, to to put us ahead, and then we scored a penalty at the end to just solidify it all up. So it was it was special, you know. It was a it was a, a special game that one to to manage to score the the one that broke the deadlock and um, put us put us into the driving seat. It was uh, you know it was a another long long busting run, but you know it's it's something I was something I'm known for and, you know, I've, I've always had in me and it was just, you know, I think it was about 115th minute and I was just, there was nothing stopping me at that time. Um, keeper hesitated and I just knew I had to go in the back of the net. So in, in terms of, um, were you always planning to um, to return to Yogi or were you planning to stay or stay at the... Uh, so, yeah, we, we hadn't really... So obviously, yeah, finished off last year. We, we won the grand final and... Um, you know, we beat, beat uh, Canberra Croatia in the final and, you know, it was such a special team to be part of for Monaro and, you know, all the boys were unbelievable that year. Um, it's, it's probably one of the best teams I've ever played in, you know, so there wasn't much talk about moving or leaving or doing all that. Um, hmm. It was it was a, a great club to be a part of and, and you know, 
it was a special time to be there. Obviously, having won their first trophies in 21 years or 23 years, I think it might have been. It was, you know, something that's etched in history, which is great. So now nah, there was no no real thing of of leaving and, and coming back to Ugali. But then, yeah, me and my wife, obviously, we had a, a little daughter and um, she's from here and her family's here. So we moved back here and um, to be closer to our family and, you know, have that bit of support. Obviously, all my family are back in Scotland, so it's a bit harder to get a babysitter from there. It was part of the part of the journey that we were on and, you know, we decided if we stayed in Canberra, it would have been a lot harder. So, you know, we did made a decision to move closer to home with family and, and give Zoe that that family family life, um, which, you know, we all need. And yeah, then obviously Ugali was here, so so they they um it didn't take long for them to make sure I was playing and and then um obviously got asked to take part in a coaching role from from uh my wife's father. He he kinda hit me with it and you can't really say no, right? So you just gotta do as you're told. Um <laughs> sometimes so uh, it was uh you know, it was a I, I thought about it thoroughly with um with Kiara, but um yeah, we ended up deciding that I take it on and it was it was a big year. It was a long year, but it was um a rewarding year. Yeah, so um was coaching ever something you considered before that or, or not at all? Nah, not really. Not 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 really at all. Um yeah, I'd I'd done a little bit of junior stuff and, and younger one stuff, but mm. never really thought about it. And you know, when I did get asked, I, I literally I asked, I spoke to my old coach, spoke to Frank, I called him and I said, hey, this is what's been happening. Um, you know, do you, not do you think it's possible, but, you know, what? what's your advice? Like, what do you hmm. What do you think? And he goes, you're ready. You, you, you know what you're doing. You understand the game. You, as, as long as you do, as long as you're enjoying it, because I was playing as well, as long as you're enjoying it, then everyone else will be enjoying it. And if you're not, then you've got to change it up. It's it's half the half the battle is enjoying it. And, and I put a big emphasis on that this year at training. You know, training had to be fun and, it was a good year, you know, and obviously winning helps to yeah. make training fun. But at the start, we weren't winning. Do you know what I mean? We we lost the first two, and then we went eleven unbeaten. You know, it was it wasn't just there or thereabouts. It was just we we fixed the week to week. We fixed what we messed up the week before. Mm. You know, and 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 we grew from that, and and the confidence we took from that, and and you know the ability in the side was the ability in the side was always there. You know, they they'd had a couple of years where they'd struggled for numbers, so that wasn't really. Like, showcased you know the first year they had the numbers and, and they did well they made the grand final in, in the short season um in 2020 and then obviously 2021 got called off 2022 they didn't have that great year they finished you know they they still played well you know missed out on games by a goal here a goal there and you know teams were like couldn't believe why they were you know sitting second bottom and that's just football you know if you don't take your chances and you can see the goal like it's it's going to go the other way and you know this year was a big thing about you know obviously getting the club with numbers and, and getting good quality into the club. And we, we managed to recruit well. And we obviously had, you know, me, myself, myself, Luke and Santa had the same, you know, vision of for the club of how we progressed forward. And, and it worked out, worked out perfectly. And, um, you know, we, we couldn't have, couldn't have asked for a better season after how, how the last one ended. So, you know, the boys got that redemption and, you know, the, the talent that got to showcase themselves, like the younger boys here, it's, mm it's brilliant to see, you know, there's, there's so much quality coming through and, you know, even the club streamed every game that we played at home, you know, on our Facebook page, there's a guy at the club who's magic, you know, he, he sets up early for us on a Saturday. He's there before anyone and he's there after everyone pulling everything down. Like no, no club, 
no club in Canberra streams their own games. You know, Bar mm. TV do it for MPL One, but you know, no other club in our league streamed their games from home. We were doing it all Facebook. It was brilliant. You know, my my family got to watch back home. It was, it was, it was brilliant. And you know, it was it's good because, uh, like I said, these these young kids who were out here and and uh, get to showcase that talent to to the world just by just by playing football. It was uh, it was a joy to be part of this year. Yeah. So how how important is that aspect in terms of young players? Because Obviously, for yourself, people gave you that opportunity to to play. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge, man. Like uh, especially out here, like uh, in Australia, you've got under twenty threes and you've got um, first grade. So you've got two teams that play every week. Um, so the twenty threes play before us, and first grade play after. And um, in Canberra, you know, even here, if if you're not playing in a first grade side by twenty three. Um, in MPL one, you should probably be looking for like CPL to play. If you're playing twenty threes MPL one, you should probably be looking to play CPL first grade because mm-hmm. you got to get against men. Like the the out here, you know, the way we've been lucky or not, or lucky enough, it's you know, kids have been playing since they were seventeen against men. You know, and 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 that shows. Like you know, there's a few boys who are twenty three, twenty four this year coming into it, and um, you know, they were seasoned seasoned, ready to be against bigger men and bigger people because they've been there since they were 17. You know, mm-hmm. we had a 17-year-old start this year and played pretty much every game, I think, um, for us. You know, it was he had a great standout year and, um, you know, I look forward to seeing what he can bring to the table again next year. And there's another boy who's 19 who's, you know, just qualities, qualities there. And it's it's now getting to show that case on a bigger bigger side. You know, the MPL is obviously a step down from the A-League in, in every state, but... You know, Canberra's hopefully Canberra's getting a team in twenty twenty five. So you just don't know what's going to happen anymore. And it's this is the this is the pathway to to that for this region. And um, I think it's it's brilliant because the way that they've all grown this year and become way better players, it's it's been great to see. Yeah. So what's your kind of expectations for for this um, for the season? For me, I always want to win. You know, um, <laughs> it's. You don't play football to lose, unfortunately. But mm. you know, um, you know, we we've got to understand we we're coming from the league below, and we we got to just go and be competitive. Um, at the end of the day, but this club's capable of of special things. You know, I, I've seen it this year. Um, I think we surprised a, a fair few people in in Canberra itself. You know, like I said, we they finished second bottom, and then we went and took the league and took the took the grand final double. So you know, it's it it's there and. Um, you know, it, it's a tough trip to come out here. Um, you know, we, we didn't lose a game at home last year and uh, we didn't even drop points. We didn't draw. We won all 10. So, you know, that was a, another little a beauty moment. But, you know, every, every team complains about coming out here, but we have to travel there too. So it, it works both ways. Um, if we can pick up points on the road, beautiful. And then we just, we work on our home form. You know, that's, you, your season's always built on your home form, no matter who you play for or what country you play in. And, and that's just what football's always been about. If you can pick up points, wins on the road, winning your home your home battles is is where you can set your season alight. So, in terms of recruitment and stuff, um, is looking at potential players in high league something you're gonna look at, or what's what would you say to you know players about the opportunity or to come out? Yeah, it's uh, obviously, of course, you know, you're always looking for, you, you always want the best players, you know, um, you, you don't, that's just how it works. You get, you get two visa spots for capital football for, for across the whole club, whether it's 23s or first grade. So, you know, you're always looking for those, 
standout players and to to add to those spots. You know, um, we've got some brilliant local talent. You just you know you, you just need those couple of extra flair star players that you want to try and get in. And you know we're we're obviously going to use every asset that we can to to see who wants to come across and if anybody's obviously interested, um, we're going to talk to them. But you know it's it's a great opportunity. I I I wouldn't I I don't look back. You know I came out with every intention of staying forever. Um, I've had a couple of mates who, who've come out, they don't play, like, I, I didn't come out for football, but asked me before they came out and my advice was don't just come out as if it's a holiday. Mm. Um, come out as if you, you you might stay because if you come out as if it's just a holiday and it comes to the end and all you've done is holiday, you're never going to be able to stay. Mm. So if you work towards possibly being stay, able to stay, then it all works out in the end. I had a mate who did it and come to nine months and he was like, I'm staying, I'm never going back, you know, and, and he's did that. Um, and it's the land for me, it's the land of opportunity. You know, there's, there's plenty of jobs. There's jobs everywhere. Um, the weather's beautiful. There's beaches. It's beautiful, beautiful country everywhere. Um, can't complain, man. Honestly, I, I wouldn't have, couldn't have picked a better country to move to after, after thinking back to, you know, I had a chance to go to America, um, when I was probably about, yeah, 19, 20 as well, but yeah, I'm, I'm very glad I didn't take it because my life would have been very, very different. So yeah, it's, uh, it's the best country that that you could move to, and if they're looking to come out and play, give me a shout. Yeah, and you could have imagined, you know, getting married and and having a kid and everything. So that it's all it, it's all worked out, you know. Like I moved here at twenty one, a child, you know what I mean, man. I was, you know, young, naive, full of fun, you know. It's thinking, you know, I was come out here and be an idiot, but you know, you you grow up pretty quick. Like, um, you know, I was lucky enough to to grow up when I was a bit younger and. Um, could take care of myself. So, so moving to the other side of the world wasn't ever an issue. I, I was happy with doing that and I never really got homesick or, or missed that type of thing. So I, I went full force into staying here and, and being around people. And that was the easiest thing, you know, football, like I said, the club, the club was brilliant. They made it feel like home. So I didn't actually miss home, which was good. You know, I didn't, didn't miss people because the club was so accommodating. And then you obviously, you know, lucky enough to, to meet my wife and and have a beautiful daughter now and you know and and the family that we've we're raising and and that we're that I've been brought into you know it's it's one of the best families that they're going around and you know the, the friends I've made out here is um, second to none and you know I, I couldn't have asked for anything better to be honest when I moved out here at 21 I would never have thought I'd be the the person I am today so it's um yeah it's great it's great when I get to think back and talk on it like this it's something I haven't done obviously since moving out here. So it's um, been a long, I think about it now, a long nine years, but you know, it was, um, it's a, it's a special time and there's a very special moments have happened over those years and, and, and things I'll never forget. And, and I'm very grateful for everyone that's been involved in, and around my, my life for that. Yeah. And, and also, also there's been so many different players from the Highland League, you know, who's, who's came over there's a couple still playing, obviously, in the MPL. You've got the boy, I think he was playing the Highland League, same, uh, Marek Maddow's playing, mm. Sean Ellis. There's various. Ellis. Yeah, so there's. You even look at like, well, well, Chrissy Angus was, Chrissy Angus was at Ugali, you know, like back in the day. Um, mm. Who else was out here? There was a few, there was a few out here too, you know, that have played for Ugali that were in the Highland League, you know. Um, Dame Bollard, like he was oh, here, yeah. he was, he was here at the very start, like, Years and years before me, you know, there was, there's been so much like, you know, Scottish and English boys that have come out here because in, in Scotland, 
mainly because we we you know we've had so so much success with those types of players and and they fit perfectly into the the model of the club and and obviously there's a fair few Scottish boys that have come out and stayed you know myself there's Grant Davidson who used to play um, you know Stevie came out and he stayed there's another guy Davy it's just it's somewhere that. <laughs> So in terms of um, players, is there any kind of certain positions that you would kind of be looking for those two s- spots? Uh, like? We're probably looking probably looking for um, attackers, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, like like any team, right? You you always need that that goal scorers that are there and and uh, the people to support them them on the wing. So you know, we we had a, a very successful season um, going forward this year. It was always just depth that mm. that let us down. Um, and quality in that depth, you know. What I mean, we we were um, we had quality, but it was just you can never have enough. Um, you know, your, your your squad depth is always is always the hardest thing to to build in any in, in any club. So yeah, we, we'd be probably looking for for attacking players at the moment, which is you know good. Uh, we, we've we've had a good um, a good look, and you know we're we're I don't know if there's any like I haven't had any conversations yet, but Luke's been. Luke's been on a few on a few meetings and a few calls and stuff, and you know he's he's brilliant at what he does. So um, yeah, I I, I kind of just try and drum up some business and and let him do the let him do the rest, you know. Yeah, and also it's it's maybe opportunity for players to put themselves out in terms of potential A League in the future. You know, if there's a Canberra team at some point, there's opportunity. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. That's and that's and that's what the. Um, that's what another selling point is at the moment. You know, it's it's um we're going to the league that's just below them, and you know there's there's plenty of talent there in Canberra, and um it's somewhere that you can you can definitely stand out. You know, it, it, there's there's a couple of players there that uh, one one had the chance of going professionally, but but he stood out. But like when we first moved there, the rhinos, you know, everyone remembered him because he was just that mm. that next it player. Like he was brilliant. You know, dribble you dribble the team from halfway score. You know, just just that next level that technically shouldn't that you think about it. Like he wasn't probably shouldn't have been there, but he was. Do you know what I mean? And that's just and then he moved on and he went to a higher league and he killed it. You know what I mean? He he was brilliant, like top goal scorer or everything like that. So it showed the level. There's there's avenues everywhere in in this country that if if you can play well, that you'll get you'll get opportunities. But yeah, it's um especially with that A League club coming, it's uh it's definitely a draw card, which is which is really really good. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Make sure to subscribe on your chosen podcast platform. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And be sure to spread the word because any support is much appreciated. Hope you can join me next time for an hour interesting interview.